Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have Carl Johan Kalman. Uh, he's an author. Uh, the book's called Quantum Science of Psychedelics, the Pineal Gland, Multidimensional Reality, and Mind Cosmology. Uh, he has a PhD in physical biology from University of Stockholm, and he was also a senior researcher at the School of Public Health at University of Washington in Seattle, where he focused on identifying toxic substances in the human environment, which I'm sure he, he ran into no shortage of, unfortunately. So, uh, Carl, thanks for coming. Oh, thank you for having me, Richard. Yeah. Well, tell me, what's your current research about? Well, uh, f- for the moment, I'm not really doing anything new. Uh, I worked a couple of years on, I think, two years for to complete this, uh, the quantum science of psychedelics. And at this moment, I'm just being active, um, interacting with people uh, who, are, who are interested in that book. Um, the book is not just about psychedelics, uh, uh, or you might say, it, it, the, the purpose is to explain how psychedelics works. And in order to do so, um, you have to come from what I call macrocosmic quantum theory. And so that's a big part of that particular book. And that's a, that's a kind of a, a scientific theory that originally comes from uh, the Mayan science. The, the, the embryos of, of this come from the Mayan science. And so uh, it, it really is an, pretty much an all-encompassing theory about the evolution of the universe in all of its aspects, not just looking at the physical aspects of, of the galaxies or, or something like that. It's really also very much about the evolution of humankind, its uh, spiritual, technological, and uh, mental e- evolution. And so uh, at this what, point... Your, uh, good question. What, what are some of your insights? Just real, you know, we'll get into it deeper, but any huge insights that you've gotten from thinking about this for so long? Well, uh, first of all, is that there is an, uh, we're, we're all part of what you might call a, a cosmic plan. Um, and that all the evolution of uh, uh, the universe is uh, seems planned, so to speak, because you know I cannot say who is planning it or what is planning it, or or, but really uh, it, it seems uh, it's clear that it, it is planned, and um, there's a lot of different aspects of that, and. Uh, the way it's planned is really on an underlying level of a quantum field, um, and which is really just an invisible geometry that pervades the universe. And based on that, we see all the physical material phenomena uh, th- that have uh, emerged through the 
15 billion years or so of, of the universe, and it includes also ourselves. But it, that is an important aspect of it. There is an underlying quantum field to all of evolution. And the whole idea uh, that, that, for instance, biologically, we would be created by some kind of random accidental processes, I think is uh, deeply faulty. And uh, uh, even though it's still basically what's taught in, in schools and in universities and so forth, um, we should be way beyond that. But uh, the, it's not only that the, that, uh, the biological evolution follows a sort of wave pattern that was discovered a long time ago by the Maya. It's also that the the, the, the evolution of, of civilizations follow a sort of a, a wave pattern and this is all underlying and we we're acting in this and uh, most people are not aware of it uh, and uh, um, it's a very interesting phenomena you can actually ex understand very much from um, uh, going into this this kind of science well when you say that um you know i, I believe too after all the interviews i've done that there's so much complexity in the world and all of creatures and everything that there's no way that it's just random, but mm -hmm. what, what tells you that like, you know, throughout your journey, what, what things have shown you that things are not random. Yeah. It's, um, it is because uh, if, if you look at pretty much any aspects of evolution, and as I said, the, the, there are many different aspects and they, in, uh, through this macrocosmic quantum theory, you will get a coherent pattern of, of it all. But the, the most um, evident thing is then with the, uh, the, the biological evolution, the emergence of new classes of, of species over time. Um, because it really adheres very, very closely to uh, one of the particular uh, waves that the, the Maya would describe. Um, and I, I listened to your podcast to, I can't remember the name of the person, it was quite recent, uh, but somebody who said that, you know, argued that genes are not important and DNA is not in, important. And that's what I'm saying also. Uh, um, the genes you know, now there is this huge industry of DNA testing and so forth. So, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of interest in not downplaying DNA. But as it turns out, you know, to, to come back to this uh, thing with biological evolution that, you know, it's been claimed ever since Darwin, essentially, and more importantly than from the discovery of the DNA molecule in the 90, early 1950s, ever since that, the, the idea has been that we, we're here by accident and uh, uh, because of certain mutations that have happened in the DNA. So then you would think you know, if the, the idea then they present uh, to school children is that um, the DNA is some kind of a blueprint of life where everything is encoded and, you know, every aspect of ourselves and, and our entire anatomy uh, uh, is, is, is encoded. 
Now, what they found, though, when it comes to the uh, human genome project that was essentially completed about 20 years ago, uh, but has now been expanded to a wide range of different species, and they have mapped or sequenced the whole DNA of, of a lot of different animals and organisms. Now, if it were true that um, the, the, the DNA or the genes uh, would um, include a complete blueprint for our uh, anatomy, for our species, for everything what, that we are, physically speaking, then you would expect that uh, a human being would be, have an immensely larger number of uh, uh, genes compared to, for instance, a a little nematode or a fruit fly or uh, these uh, organisms that we think of as being lower on the um, evolutionary scale. Um, you know, a nematode is like those small little silver fishes that you sometimes may see in the bathtub. And uh, um, if, the, if the DNA would be a blueprint, you would think that human beings would have like four or five orders of magnitude more genes than a little nematode like that. Because our, it's, it's just obvious that looking at us in a physiological sense, we, we are, we're so much more complex than they, they are. Uh, it's, it's no doubt about it. We may be, or we may just be complex in a different way than... Well, that, that's, of course, a, uh, what should I say, a cop-out or something like that from the dilemma, because... You, the, you know what's, uh, what's weird, too, is, I, you know, I feel like I'm one thing, but I'm not. You know, I'm trillions of different cells and yeah. trillions of microbes and, and viruses, and I have a certain knowledge, but all the things that make me up, they have their own, all the cells and all the bacteria and everything, they have their own knowledge and can do things without any of my control or intervention or thoughts or that I don't have access to their skills and they right. don't have access to mine, but we're the same thing. It's weird. There's different levels of knowledge that are segmented, I guess if you can call it, but we still are the same thing, you know? Yes, that's right. But, you know, just returning to the question of whether it's random or not, or not, it turns out that pretty much all animals have the same number of genes, which is about 20,000. And one of these nematodes actually have a few more, maybe a hundred or so more genes than human beings. And, you know, even if there is a possibility, as you're suggesting, that there is some kind of a hidden complexity in the nematodes, if we disregard that and just look upon the, the actual, what we can see, you know, it's, it's hard to say, that, hard to believe that um, we would not be more complex in our biological makeup, so to speak. And so if all the different organisms, or, or I should say all the different animals, because that's really what we uh, are talking about here, if they have the same number of genes, uh, it, it doesn't make sense that, uh, it, that we would have evolved through a number of random mutations in these genes. Um, 
And uh, well, there's also a vast lack of indefinite forms as well in the fossil record. And if yeah. it is random mutation and slow progression, then there would be many, many intermediate forms. Right. Because they'd have to be some successful intermediate forms. Right. You can't just have all non-successful and then magically, you know, 10 million changes makes the next species. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, but then, you know, what, what adds, what I add to this from my pers- particular perspective, and this is, you know, it's very hard to, uh, I think, grasp unless, unless you actually have seen it on a diagram uh, in, in diagrammatic form. But the, the uh, as you say, uh, the, the evolution of species do not proceed according to this slow and gradual change that Darwin had pos- uh, postulated. It, it proceeds through very rapid bursts of, of evolution and then very rapid extinctions. And when you look at the most important ones of, of these uh, evolutionary bursts, uh, such as the Cambrian explosion, or the, the most important of the extinctions, like the Perm-Triassic uh, uh, extinction, or, or the one that killed the d- dinosaurs uh, 65 million years ago, you will find that those time points are actually shift points in this wave uh, that the Maya described as one of their main um, evolutionary waves. And uh, so there, there is an explanation here, and, and that is that there are cosmic waves which are not about DNA changing. They're rather, the cosmic waves are what you, you can see uh, create uh, organisms with certain basic geometric uh, 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 makeups, uh, you might say, and then it looks like uh, the, the DNA adapts to those uh, geometric structures that we have, those anatomies we, we, we may have. And um, the primary change thus does not come from the DNA. And the, the fairly uniformity of the number of genes in, in different species also indicate that the, uh, the DNA is not what is behind our entire uh, uh, blueprints or the our entire uh, uh, anatomies and, and so forth. There are ways. Well, I see what you mean. That um, you know, like I've, I've contemplated this. Like you know, most creatures have two eyes, not three. Yes. Not seven hundred, and the eyes are usually placed in a similar spot. And you know, when I think of yes. all people, like there's been like a uh, 120 billion people that have ever lived, supposedly. Yeah. Yet almost all of them have a liver that's of similar size and somewhat shape and it's in opposition to the, you know, to the pancreas and it's located in a certain distance and direction from the pancreas. And that's repeated over, over hundreds of billions of us. And even, you know, going outside of uh, us again, like eyes and other placements and body morphologies and things like that. It's just this, this repetition over and over and over in many forms. You know, I, I look at uh, my lungs and then I look at a tree same form i look at lightning same form i I see these repeats of of structure and nature everywhere you know if you like this podcast please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on itunes yeah 
Right. Some of those repeated structures are really on, on a level that you may talk about as geometric. You know, a classical example is the one you mentioned first here, the, the fact that we have two eyes, or in other words, that there is a plane through our nose and our entire body that produces mirrors of uh, halves, mirror halves of, of our body, the left part and the right part. And this is a, pr principally a geometric characteristic, not a really a biological or biochemical uh, um, characteristics. And, and when it comes to these uh, structures that are being repeated over and over again that you mentioned, one of those are, for instance, the golden mean, the, this uh, particular ratio between the larger and the smaller uh, distances that, that you may divide a, a distance into. And that's also a, a geometric definition that is, is present in, in plants and humans and, and many different animals and, and so forth. That the, all these uh, uh, tells us, I think, that there are something like you might, some basic geometric blueprints making us uh, our body halves mirror images of each other and, uh, uh, and, and so forth that are much more primary uh, to uh, our, 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 the, the way we are made up uh, than, than the DNA that just basically codes for the, D, for the proteins uh, uh, that we have. That doesn't explain our overall anatomy and... Uh, so that's 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 just that's a big point, I think. And and but but the, what I'm really yeah, where, where in our cells does it say put the arms here, the organ here, right. the legs there in relation to yeah. each other as well? It's not just placed in here or there. It's that in, in relation to each other, the distance and the orientation, all that is predetermined. I think all of that is predetermined, and the way I have explained it is that it. There is this underlying uh, interference patterns of these waves, and this underlying uh, geometric pattern is what the cells are uh, um, adapting to. So, and and more most specifically, I think the the foremost uh, factor in how the cells divide is a little uh, antenna called the centriole. It's a perpendicular organelle, it's called, a small part of, of the uh, apparatus that, this, that the cells have to divide. And those remarkable um, organelles, they are the ones that, how they are positioned is what is, determines how the cells will divide, in what direction they will divide. And it's, it's fairly easy to understand that um, if you want to explain the anatomy or the morphology of, of a species, you should actually begin by looking at how are the, the cells what is, organized, um, how, in what directions uh, do they divide, and, and what determines that division. And so there is, a, uh, there is an organelle in all, every cell of, of, of an uh, animal body. 
that it serves like some kind of an antenna. But that antenna moves in an underlying field. And that un underlying field is created by interference by different cosmic waves. And it's based on that that we, we've had the kind of uh, uh, anatomies that we do. Um, what, how do uh, how have psychedelics played a role in this, though? I know you mentioned that yeah. you mentioned it in the beginning, but I have an answer at all about it. Can you go into that? Yeah, I can go into that. And it becomes a somewhat... Uh, I, I'll have to broaden the background a little bit then, because when it comes to these waves... Uh, that underlies all of creation. Uh, there are basically nine uh, waves, which you, you have them um, um, symbolized in the kind of pyramids that the Maya would build. They would build uh, pyramids, not flat pyramids like the Egyptians would. They would build pyramids in nine uh, levels, like nine terraces. And they would look upon uh, each one of those like a, uh, you could talk about it as, as a wave or, or uh, the, when you climb a pyramid in nine levels, you're actually climbing to higher and higher levels of, uh, um, of waves, uh, waves with higher and higher frequency. And the four lowest of these waves they are the ones that are dealing with biological evolution. And that's really what our current discussions have, have been touching upon. But then comes a point when humans become something more than just a, a, a biological animal. And a, a new wave comes and sort of brings the, uh, the ability to human beings to create symbols and uh, art and so forth. And that happened about 100,000 years ago. That's when that particular wave was activated. Each wave is activated at a particular point in time, beginning with a Big Bang, and then each one has a particular frequency. And as we climb the pyramid, the frequency with every new level is increased 20-fold. And uh, um, the, the highest four levels are all about the... The evolution of of the civilized human being, you might say, and civilized means that people are able to build cities and uh, uh, write and have organized centralized systems of governance and, and and many things like that and that's then really comes out of the ability our ability as human beings to download these waves, our brains download certain geometries from the cosmic center. And as that happened uh, 5,000 years ago, uh, people became, in their thinking, uh, totally a new kind of human being. In other words, people in certain parts of the world, anyway, started to build pyramids, cities, uh, and, uh, and many other of those things that we associate with with the civilization. But when you look at it closely, you will find that that was actually because of a cosmic, macrocosmic quantum shift. And the shift meant that the, one of these waves, people started to download it. And when they downloaded it, 
their their minds their brains were compartmentalized and uh, you know based on for instance the left right hemispheres of the brain but also the compartmentalization of the frontal and the and the uh, parietal lobes and as that happened you know people suddenly for the first time in history started to produce straight lines started to produce um, uh, perpendicular lines, in, like in house foundations, but also, uh, as you know, the pyramids really re remarkably uh, accurately straight lines in in accordance with, with the four directions. And so this well, could... thought it was uh, like you know closer to, to their gods. The purest form of a of a circle or a square probably was. Uh... You know, either magical or or of the deities. Maybe they tried to approach these platonic forms, I guess you can call them. Yeah, they, it, exactly. So, so they downloaded this uh, geometry from the cosmic center, and but they then noticed that they changed, and suddenly they became became able to create civilizations. They became able to write, and then they would accredit. Uh, um, uh, the writing to the gods, because they knew that they had downloaded this new mind from the from the cosmos, and uh, the, that you know, if you think about writing, uh, you know, what's behind that? Why would anybody st suddenly start start to write? And uh, because symbols, you find singular symbols, you find much, much earlier uh, in, in history. Um, uh, you, you can find uh, symbols uh, 40,000 years back in the cave painters uh, um, in, in France and, and, and Spain and so forth. But in order to write, you have to have some kind of a, a geometric structure where you organize these particular symbols. Either you, write, you read from the left to the right or from up to down, but it has to be linearly organized in order for, for writing to, to take place. And so, you know, we're coming back to the fact that at that point in five, time, 5,100 years ago, uh, people downloaded a geometry of straight and perpendicular lines. And not only did, they help, they, did that help them to build pyramids and, and erect cities, it also helped them to organize symbols in, in, a, in a way that accounted for, for writing. And... Uh, you can track almost everything that we associate with uh, um, the rise of civilization 5,000 years ago to that kind of a download of a new geometry. So, so are, there, are there frequencies yet to be downloaded that are accessible or not yet? Yeah. Yes. So there are, as I said earlier, there are nine different such frequencies, nine different quantum states that you can download. And this is was just the, the one that created civilization was the six of these waves. Um, but it's, it's it, and before that was downloaded, you know, you can judge from the kind of art that people made on, on, uh, petroglyphs or in the cave paintings in France or elsewhere, that, that they did not have a structured mind. 
you know, you can say they are beautiful pictures of bisons and aurochs and, and so forth, but it's not organized in a particular way. And I'm not saying that it's good to uh, have things, your, mind, your brain organized in a perpendicular way, but I'm saying that if you want to create a civilization, it's an absolutely necessary prerequisite. And it's not our own making. It's something that became accessible through downloading. And that's the reason that these ancient people would be great, express their gratitude to the gods, as they say, as having given the, them these powers of civilization. But coming back to the question that you raised regarding uh, psychedelics, I mean, th this, what I'm laying out here and presenting it in a very short period of time, is then a, 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 a huge, all-encompassing uh, model of the evolution of the universe, where different waves will replace and add to the others. And each wave, from, you can, from each of these waves, you can understand the evolution of technology, of, of uh, um, religions, etc., etc., because the, the quantum states determine how humans perceive reality and how they create reality. But coming back to how does that uh, psychedelics come into this picture? And uh, this is the, the theory of the of macrocosmic quantum theory is applicable to almost everything that, that evolves, everything in the universe. Um, but psychedelics is, well, has been an interesting thing because it's been a dilemma to uh, establish neurology for a long time. How, how does this happen? How can it be that a substance that somebody takes will basically transport that individual uh, to a different world or at least come into experience a totally different world? And so what, what, what I'm discussing in that book, um, after laying out the, the, uh, the background in terms of macrocosmic quantum th theory, is that what these substances do is that they basically disengage. They disengage that geometry that people downloaded, uh, especially 5,000 years ago when civilization was, was uh, uh, created. And as, they, as these substances disengage the mind, the, the brain gets decompartmentalized. And so the, you, the normal way of uh, uh, shutting out experiences through compartmentalization in the brain goes out. And uh, what happens when this, this sort of structured geometry of the mind is disengaged is that the individual who has taken this kind of a substance will be open to download all kinds of waves, including those early waves that people that we see manifested in the cave painting arts and uh, almost pre-shamanic kind of art that, that was created uh, before the rise of civilization. So well, do you have any, any insight on what may be contained in the waves that have not come to us yet or we cannot access? If there are things we cannot access, you said? You know, right now, how many of the waves have we not accessed? Can oh, we access I see. them? Well, what's in them if we could? Oh, okay. So the sixth wave then 
brought the uh, uh, civilization, as I said. The seventh way was activated in 1755, and that brought the Industrial Revolution. In other words, people downloaded a, a new relationship between themselves and nature, really, and, and uh, we, we, that became the beginning point of a, a process that is, is almost still going on, that, that the industrialization of the world. And then comes the eighth wave, and that's a wave that uh, was activated in 1999, and that's created this world of this digital world, or this world of artificial intelligence that you know we're just increasingly being sucked into. But it's really you know when you think of that, these ancient people would talk about different worlds. Well, it's a different world of experience. The, the physicality may be still be around, but the the, the reality is being experienced and. Uh, because of people now downloading the eighth wave, just increasingly being drawn into that, this kind of a digital uh, reality. Um, and uh, how that comes back to a particular change of the, of the human brain is, is something I discuss in my book. But then there is a top level, and that was activated in 2011. That's the ninth wave. And that doesn't bring a new uh, technological uh, revolution. It actually is more like a wave that is designed to bring people back to unity. And when you look at the world today, that may be hard to believe. But the part of the problem is that uh, the, the, it was activated this wave in 2011 but, uh, and made accessible, you might say. But then... The, the, to, to actually download a particular imprint from the cosmos like that, you will have to cultivate it. You have to practice things. And, and that the, the, so the possibility at this time is there to, uh, to download the ninth wave that brings a, a, a unity of mind, you might say, a shared unity. Uh, that's there. Uh, but I think it's it's still just a very small uh, uh, part of humanity that has actually um, downloaded it, and um, part of the problem is that uh, that uh, the worldview uh, is not very um, complete that uh, people, for the most part, are living with. And the, the second thing is that there is a need to have an intention to. Uh, take this kind of final, make this final quantum leap to that particular wave of unity that, that's on top of the pyramid, the ninth wave. They're built in nine levels, these pyramids. And uh, what, what does uh, unity mean? Does it mean that I'll know what you know? Like unity on what level? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, the, the, the quantum state that brought civilization 5,000 years ago, it did not only bring uh, the, an organization of the mind into, based on a geometric structure. It also brought a yin-yang polarity. So as people started to develop civilization, 
part of it was actually that they had a mind of yin yang, a, a light darkness. They, they, the, the world was looked upon through a dualist mind frame. And the result of that duality really then was in that era, and we're talking about essentially from 5,000 years ago, uh, humanity has been very cruel overall. It's been a, a world of dominance, usually of monarchs over slaves, but also of men over women, and many other kinds of dominance have, have uh, ruled the world for, for most of these 5,000 years. And uh, uh, part of that was also the dominance over nature that was fostered by that particular yin-yang duality of the mind that people then started to uh, um, download. And so when I talk about unity in this particular case, it's really about reversing much of, of all, the, all the inequalities that happened in through the, the effects of, of the sixth wave. So it's about adding an additional quantum state from which we can see the world as it's meant to be and transcend the dualities, the inequalities that have dominated the most of the, uh, well, most of these 5,000 years ago. So I cannot, I, I know there are people now that are actively working to uh, download this particular unity state of consciousness. How it will manifest, I, I cannot tell exactly, uh, because we, we're not very far into it. The shift in that regard only happened nine years ago. But I, 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 in general terms, things will, to the extent that people download this top level of, of the pyramid, it means that humanity, or at least those people, will going more in the direction of, of reversing all the in inequalities, all the brutality and so forth that were created by the, the, the sixth wave. But what, what role do psychedelics have? Is that the gateway through which we can access the uh, the last wave, or was there well, I, yeah, that's a very good question. It helps. I it helps because it prepares us. You know, if you are somebody who are very much dominated by duality, which may be that you know you're not just judgmental to others. It could be that you're. Uh, judgmental to others, uh, uh, to yourself as well. And if you are such a person and you take psychedelics, that would mean that that duality also gets disengaged and you become open to everything in, in a unified, you know, it's basically, it's a reunification of the mind. And uh, then, of course, you come out of whatever experience you had with the psychedelics, and then you, you know, to some extent will always go back to your, your de default mode, but not completely. You will be, to some extent, be um, uh, shaped or, or influenced by the experience you had of an alternate reality that mostly are more spiritual, mostly are more unified and uh, sometimes more beautiful. Uh, 
all kinds of things may, of course, uh, happen. But I think a common theme is always this, uh, uh, the, 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 the downplaying of the ego, uh, meaning that um, you, humans are placed more on the level of nature and its natural species. And uh, uh, that is really, uh, it, I don't think it takes us all the way to the ninth wave. Uh, I don't think you really can go to the ninth wave state of consciousness alone. I think you have to do it in a sh process, a shared process with other people. But it's certainly psychedelics like several other kinds of spiritual practices like meditations or breath works or, or what are they? Uh, they? They certainly prepare the ground to transcend the duality that... that uh, um, is it, behind very much of the conflicts and uh, uh, brutality and warfare that has shaped our, our planet in the past. Well, very good, Carl. We're we're just about out of time. Um, I know that you rushed through what your book is about. Where can people pick up the book and start, you know, going in deeper to uh, what you've been talking about and learning more? Yeah, um, you know, basically, it, my books are sold everywhere books are sold um not that every bookstore would have them in store but you can always find them in uh, either as my publisher in the traditions barnes and nobles uh amazon or uh, ingram or other uh, book uh, distributors uh, like that. Uh, then uh, my own web page has a number of uh, things around these. Uh, of course, you can read about my different books, and some basic uh, summary of, of the knowledge in them at my web page, kalleman.com, C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. And uh, on my web page, the, there is also a feature um, uh, exploring the ninth wave, uh, encouraging how you can become part of it and learn to download this wave. Uh, there is a short summary of macrocosmic quantum theory. Uh, there is a list of my books and uh, uh, courses that I'm having, uh, which run over a number of different weeks in order to go deeply into these matters and uh, help people understand, especially what's going on in the world today. Um, which we didn't catch, uh, go into here, and uh, and it's uh, you know we would have needed more background. But certainly, the world, the way it looks today, is is very much connected to the the waves that are, that are creating evolution. Very good. Well, Carl, thank you for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.